barbershop mentality. You might know what we're talking about. This is your man Julius Rock. Here with my man P. P, how you doing today? My brother, it's not about me today. You don't you don't sound your usual perky big man self today. You, no, how, man, how, how, are you health, how are you feeling? I am I am terrible. I I have been on a decline mentally since week one of college football. And I'm not getting out of I'm not I'm not getting out of it. It it's not turning around. Last week really opened my eyes. Today was a nail in the coffin. And, and I'm just not in a good space. I'm, I'm really not. I'm not Dang. in a People are going to get on my West Coast slander here real soon. I'm going to just take you through a timeline, right? And we're going to find a common denominator. Okay. All right. Okay. Check it. Taj Boyd. Deshaun yes. Watson. Virginia, Georgia. Kelly- Kelly Bryant. South Carolina. Trevor Lawrence. Georgia. DJ. California. (laughs) Fucking California, man. I'm just saying. I'm I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Uh, Ah. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and get into it, man. We're gonna talk college football. We're gonna talk NFL. We're gonna do that, but I have to get this out the way. I'm not going to discuss Clemson anymore this podcast until the end, maybe the week of South Carolina Clemson. I'm not going to discuss them. I'm not going to talk about it with people. I'm I'm and I've I've, I've been on a tweet rage for the last couple weeks. I'm not going to tweet about Clemson. I'm going to try to get off Twitter. I'm going to try to, I'm just going to try to get off. I I need to disconnect because Clemson is ruining my mental health and Dabo Sweeney is ruining my mental health. In case people don't know, Clemson is four and three. We lost the pit. Pitch should have blown our ass out. Here's the crazy shit. We should have blown pit ass out. We should have, Pete, did you see the game? Yeah, I did see the game. I watched the game. We should have blown pit ass out, smooth the fuck out yesterday. But shit happens, man. Shit happens. This is a therapy session. All right. P is going to be the therapist. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm laying across the couch with with a, a beverage, and I need to get my mind right. So P is going to be my therapist. We're going to talk through this. We're going to work through this. I'm not going to mention Clemson ever again until the week of South Carolina. It's until I see the changes. So, Pete, to talk to last me. week. Last week when we spoke, you you realized that this is a possibility. And for full transparency, in our pick them, pick this game, you actually picked it to win. I picked Clemson because I thought that there's no way that this ACC team that had the best ACC recruiting class over the course of the last six or seven years could lose the pit. Boy, was I wrong. So let me start with this question. Where are you placing the blame? Where are you placing and exercising your frustration with this Clemson team? My all, all you know what, I've grown as a Clemson fan. The blame pie has it's been cut more ways we count. First, it was Tony Elliott, then it was DJ, you know, and it was off the line coach. All of it is on Dabo Sweeney. Every single bit of it is on Dabo Sweeney. And I have been a Dabo Sweeney supporter. You, you've the last couple of years be the boogeyman of college football, correct? <laughs> you, you've seen me goddamn go and slander everyone. I've went at everyone that has ever come from my Tigers viciously, okay? Ruthlessly, right? And this is my get back, right? This is when, this is when the rabbit has the, has the fucking AK, right? And I put it all on Dabo Sweeney, every single bit of it. And I know people don't like to do that. You know, certain Tiger fans are loyal to that. I still like Dabo Sweet, but I got to call a spade a spade, man. 
It's shit. My man asked me something last. Fuck, we fought the cliff this damn bad. Like off the cliff. Like 17, we're averaging 17 points a game, bro. 17 points a game. Who is averaging 17 points a game? If FB is so Rice. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because let's talk let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Realistically speaking, the talent is there as far as kids they brought in. Like they they mm-hmm. didn't just not hit on the top talent in the country. The top talent in the country is here. Mm-hmm. Top talent in the country, five star, four star, three star, metric system, however you want to rate them. They have an athletic team. They have a team that should be capable of putting up. So, and they've had this for years and years. And I know everyone wants to put the blame on DJ. And full disclosure for myself, Dave and I, we're not not friends or nothing, but we're acquaintances. We have two sons who are in the class 2023. And we're both on the West Coast. We, We come across each other and, all these camps, every single camp on the West Coast the last two years, we, we crossed paths. <laughs> Seven on sevens, we crossed paths. So I'm acquainted with Big Dave. And Big Dave uh, tweeting together last night. Big Dave knows that all of this is falling on his son. But I, where's the running backs at? Where are the wide receivers getting open at? Whoa, 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 whoa. The running backs are there. The running backs think are, are not getting the ball. We're not running the ball, like bro. Like we, like bro. Hear me out. So is that DJ a, is that a DJ ball. thing or is that a, a a coach thing? I know you said you put the blame that's on a, that. That's a, that's a, but that that is a that is a Tony Elliott thing because that is a Tony Elliott thing. That's a Tony Elliott thing. So I know the like they and the NIL, they're all getting blame here. I think this is where I'm at after watching the game and just understand. Can we can we realistically say like let, let's just look at Alabama for a second, right? Mm-hmm. I I love to use the story of Julio Jones. Julio Jones landed at Alabama. Julio Jones was he's still a top recruit. He was a, a Under Armour All American. He didn't make the Army All American game, and the Under Armour game was still new at that time. So it was like you know a, a new thing trying to validate itself so julio went to alabama a certain way and then came out of alabama a certain way like he went into the he went into the the biotherapy chamber they froze him up and then they brought him out and he was bionic man when he left right uh same thing with you know amari cooper is not so much with their quarterbacks can we say that Clemson is developing talent because DJ is a freshman. He, you know, he started, he started the winter of last year, but the other players around him on offense have been there. Am I, am I correct or am I? Yes, yes, yes. I think, I think, uh, so the other players on offense, so like Justin Ross got hurt last year, right? So Justin Ross did play. All the, the the Joseph Nagata and Frank Lassen, they were hurt all that shit. So a lot of the guys that DJ are throwing the ball to were either were hurt last year. It was only really maybe two wide receivers, and they've gone to the NFL right now. And it's outside of the tight ends. So my point in bringing all that up is I definitely believe DJ is the fall guy for Clemson's failures. His coaching has failed him. Clemson has not been developing anyone. And I'll take it a step further. I would mm-hmm. say that going back 10 years, Clemson has never had to develop a quarterback. When 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 shit got tight with Kelly Bryant, Dabble would say, you know what? We're just going to go with the other guy. I and mean, we don't have time to ride you out and make you better. It is what it is. Clemson has never developed a quarterback. They've ridden these quarterbacks' talents as far as they could, and they got real lucky. I took them to the highest heights. And then, you know, they 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 used up their time. Well, not used up because Deshaun Watson's doing nasty boy things in the NFL, but um, 
Yeah, it, 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 I, I would I would say that Clemson has never had to develop a quarterback before, and it's showing right now. I would agree with that, but I think um, I think you know I agree. I feel like Clemson has hit on quarterbacks and wide receivers. Well, I. I think with Jeff Scott, who's the head coach of Central Florida, South Florida right now, I think he did a damn good job wide receivers during his time at Clemson. And if, and if I could just go through some of the wide receivers that Jeff Scott coached, he coached Martavius Bryant, Sammy Watkins, DeAndre Hopkins. He coached um, Amari Rogers, T. Higgins, Mike Williams, um, Justin Ross. Hunter Renfro, um, Adam Humphreys, um, so many quality wide Deion Kane. Like if you follow Clemson, the wide receivers that have came through Clemson have been damn good, but all of them have been coached by Jeff Scott. And it just looks now like even the guys that had never even like had monster seasons, DeAndre Overton, Trevion Thompson, everybody could just fucking play. Jerron Harper. Everybody can just make a play. You know what I mean? And I don't feel like we have that at Clemson now. I feel like our guys, you know what I feel like? I feel tired of It's former Clemson players, right? Outside office line coach. Um, When you're a former player, Either two things happen. Either you're comparing yourself to the talent or – oh, so I'm going there now also? Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll edit that out. We'll, we'll edit it out. Either you are comparing yourself to talent or you're, you're just too chummy chummy. You know what I mean? So I.E. C.J. Spiller, we've lost the best pressure portal. Because CJ Spill has been running back, three running backs, the transfer portal. We, the running back rotation has not been good. I, I've seen more Will Shipley who came off a damn injury than off of who did damn good the last couple weeks, or even Pace who did damn good a couple the last couple weeks. Um, I see why obviously was not. We, we we have we're leading the nation in drops. We have our wide receivers aren't blocking, and granted they're hurt. Um, I'm, I'm going to roll down the list of issues, bro. And so we have this coaches, which I don't think Dabo holding accountable. That's that's just not what I'm not. This is me. I don't think he's holding. I think he loves him. You got to be fair. And I think that's why a lot of players. Now, you know, this is a different generation. I think Dabo just. In his mind, he believes that whatever I did in 2018 will work right now. That's not the case, right? I think that's an issue. I think that the inability to go in the transfer securities, you want people to fit what you want to do. You know, that's an issue. I think I in, in all this information is coming up. Did you know we only offer 19 kids, 18 kids? We only sign 18 kids. The match is 25. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. So there's seven scholarships on the table for the class of 2021 that they didn't use? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's, that's been going on for a while. So we have extra scholarships. Okay, so f f walk with me, all right? We was going to put the scholarships there, right? Um, We've had about, I think, four Five players hit the trash recorder before the season started, right? Those five scholarships went to walk-ons. Walk-ons that do not play. Walk-ons that do not start. Walk-ons that do not play special teams. They just there. So we have a total of 10 kids with 10 walk-ons on scholarship in our roster. That's 10 fucking, not just three, sure, but that's 10. 10. So Clemson also does not offer kids until their junior year. 
so you know you 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 know if 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 I was, uh, you know, Alabama's offering 10th grade year, we'll wait till 11th grade year. Niggas already got to let up. Um, I think that the and, and people would tell me, I think a lot of recruits and families, particularly African-Americans, have tuned Dabo Sweeney out. He's been labeled as the racist. And, I, and the reason I know this is because I know somebody that's in the game that's getting recruited, and that's the thing that have been used. And, and a selling point to get kids off of Clemson and get them to their programs. That was a racist. Look how he does this. So now you look at Dabble yelling at players. It's like, damn, why are you yelling at him like that? You know what I mean? It, it's it's just the optics. He just has a, he he has a stigma. Uh, a lot of people do not like Dabble Sweeney. If if you look at what happened with Florida State Council in the game, he calling them quitters. If you go down to the disrespect of Ohio State. Um, if you just look at how he did uh, Kelly Bryant, if you look at um, the things he said about Lynn J. Dixon this year, um, just, you know, how he's come at reporters, the Colin Kaepernick thing, the, how you feel about play, play, uh, players getting paid. A lot of people do not like Dabo Sweeney. They do not like Clemson. And I think a part of that is getting us hurt and recruiting a little bit, recruiting a certain type of players. We're not hitting South. We're not even hitting our home state like that. And we're going out of South Carolina. Like, like we're just playing politics. And, you know, this week, I guarantee you, two more players are going to transfer this week. Two more players are going to transfer this week. They're going to hit the fucking portal. And we're going to be looking around like, holy shit, what's going on? panicking that's what's going on man it's honestly when the shit with kelly bryant happened that's when everything in my opinion went downhill everything yeah, went i feel downhill. like he lost i feel like players that were being recruited decided that that wasn't you know a culture they wanted to be a part of where they just up and switch you know it, it used to be an unwritten rule with quarterbacks that you don't you know you can't so go over go over the uh the Kelly Bryant incident again because it wasn't injury, was it? Kelly Bryant didn't get injured, did he? Nah, so this is what happened. Say it was happening. And it, you know, Cliff fans, we gotta hold ourselves accountable for Kelly Bryant. So we lost to Sean Watson, the fucking greatest quarterback in Clemson is the nasty boy Watson, right? Yeah, you got to think how Watson won in that. He, he won in that. He won that shit off of Jordan's perfect touchdown pass, right? So then you go into you go into the season. Um, you have Kelly Bryant or Johnson. You have Zarek Cooper. You have other quarterbacks, but Kelly Bryant's the one with the most experience because he has in game experience. You know what I mean? The other quarterbacks couldn't beat him out. Kelly Bryant to start. Kelly Bryant is not. Watson, he's not throwing dimes out here. You feel me? He's mm-hmm. that's just not what he is. He he he's not in, he, he's in, inaccurate sometimes. You know what I mean? But he makes plays. He makes plays with his legs. He makes the throws he can take. I think he ended the year with fourteen touchdown passes, seven picks. Right. So you the the he we win the ACC. Now defense was outstanding. Running game was outstanding. Um, we get to the playoffs, we get smoked by Alabama because we couldn't throw the ball. We get smoked. So the next year, you go into it. Kelly Bryant looks a little bit better, but Trevor Lawrence comes in and just automatically throwing touchdowns, right? The offense does just looks different. You feel me? The vertical mm-hmm. game is there. So Dabo, I think, I think it was. I forgot the game. It's Kelly Bryant won Texas a and I think it was another game they playing beautiful quarterbacks. And then Dabo flat out just made Trevor the starter. Now, at the time, I, it made sense because Trevor looked like the better thrower of the football. But Kelly Bryant did not lose his job. You know what I mean? He did His play mm-hmm. didn't lose the job. Because to be fair, Kelly Bryant won the Alabama, the Texas A&M game when we almost lost. T- Kelly Bryant won that game, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what happened. He he took he gave made Trevor the gave Trevor the job. 
damn, um, he Kelly Bryant leaves the program. Uh, they say Kelly Bryant was in his office crying. He still went what he went. Now, my thing with Dabo is if you're going to be a savage, be a fucking savage about everything. If you got the balls to do that to Kelly Bryant, then you got to be able to have the balls to do it to everybody. Right? If you're on your Nick Saban shit, be on your Nick Saban shit, right? Because you're trying to fucking right. win, right? So, you know, the Kelly Bryant shit happens. It leaves a sour taste in the mouth of African-Americans. It does. It leaves a sour taste in the mouth. Because it's like, uh, the only thing that helped, helped Dabo was he won the Natty that year. He won the Natty. You couldn't say shit, right? So, the following year, he didn't give Kelly Bryant a championship ring because he didn't finish the season. So, red flag number one. Okay? All right. So, you go in there. Um, Trevor struggles a little bit. You eventually get it together. You know, you go into LSU. You get blown off the fucking map. You go back the following year. You got this freshman. DJ look a little good. Still, you, you're assuming that you're good. And now you get to this point where you do not, you, you've created a culture of coddling politics. Coddling and politics. Let me and, jump in your story real quick. Let me go jump ahead. in your story real quick. I just wanted to highlight he made that switch from Kelly to Trevor, right? Mm-hmm. Tre- Trevor came in and looked great. And mm-hmm. did his thing, they won a natty. Mm-hmm. The next year, did Trevor Lawrence look any better than he did when he first started for Clemson? Mm-hmm. Uh, starting on no, no. of course, he actually, there, there was some I don't want to say regression, but it is regression if you're playing and you start young and you don't get better, right? Yes. that's what we're seeing with that's what we're seeing with Spencer Rattler. That's what we're seeing with, uh, in this year, uh, to some degree, Sam Howell, uh, because we all expected, the expectation was that, okay, you've been coming, coming, coming for two years. This is your year now. We want to see you just fucking take the roof off this shit. And we didn't see that. So, again, going back to regression or non-development of the star players, the quarterbacks on the team. And I'll let you convince, I'll let you finish the story. I just wanted to jump in there. And, well, that's and the, like that. the only, I mean, well, shit, you want to take that for a step. Deshaun Watson, sophomore year, he didn't look good start the season. But he just cranked. But you know what Deshaun Watson started doing? Deshaun Watson started fucking running. And Deshaun Watson is a different fucking animal because he, even in his lows, he could crank that bitch up. He could crank it up to the fucking ceiling. You feel me? Trevor Lawrence could crank it up to the ceiling. You know what I mean? Like, it's there. Right? I think with a guy like Trevor Lawrence, the difference between Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson is just a different caliber of player than Trevor Lawrence because he he can make fucking plays. He just knows how to make plays. It's hard to, like, like, even if you fucking win, He's going to give you pure hell. I remember that game against he, Texas had took Indy to the wire. He almost pulled that bitch out, but motherfucker started dropping the ball. He's just a different caliber of player, right? The thing with Trevor Lawrence is you got to have supreme coaching. You give Lincoln Riley, Trevor Lawrence, they're going to destroy shit. They're going to kill everything moving. You give Dabble Sweeney, Trevor Lawrence, you're going to, you're going to win, but Unless you go out there and you go and sub, sub, surround him with supreme coaching, you're gonna have a ceiling. You know what I mean? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. I'm now I know what the problems are. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up because we need to finish. Um, Clemson is gonna win six games this year. We're going to we might beat Florida State next year. Next this week next week. And I'll make it five wins, right? Maybe. Maybe seven. Um, we'll probably beat Florida State. If we don't beat Florida State, I think we gotta, I think we can beat Wake Forest. I really do think we beat Wake Forest. I think Wake ah, Forest. Ah, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you why I think we beat Wake Forest. It gets into like Wake Forest is 
when it's hard to stay undefeated. It's hard to stay undefeated. I got more confidence in beating Wake Forest than I do. And the reason why is it's going to be later in the season. You're going to be one away from that ACC game. You got to put a motherfucker away. I think it's going to be at home. I think I think we can beat Wake Forest. Let me just throw this at you, though. You, mm -hmm. you touched on it a little bit. What is how many points is your is your offense average? Said seventeen, right? Seventeen. Yep. Let me just go through yep, Wake last. Let me just go through their last couple games. Like they had like fifty some, right? No, they played Army yesterday. They put, put up 70 seventy on them, right? They put okay. seventy up. They played Syracuse October 9th. They put up forty. They played mm -hmm. Louisville. They put up thirty seven. Uh, mm -hmm. they played Virginia, they put up 37. They played Florida State, they put up 35. They played, mm -hmm. listen, I'm not saying that Clemson can't win. I'm just saying that I don't think Wake Forest is going to slow down. I think we could slip up Wake Forest, personally. But if we, but that's but the strongest I'm, team in the ACC. Wake Forest yeah, is the strongest team in the ACC right here's now. Here's a crazy thing. Here's a crazy thing. I can see us losing to Florida State, right, at home. I could see us beating Wake Forest, beating UConn, beating South Carolina, and finishing with seven wins. Or even if we don't beat, even if we don't beat Wake Forest, I think we'll get maybe Florida State, right? We'll get Florida State. We'll get. UConn will get South Carolina. That'll give us the seven wins, right? And we'll go in a bowl game. We may win. We may. Oh, well, here we go. We go to the bowl game. We're going to have opt outs. Um, that's where we're at. We're, we're six, seven wins. That's it. I don't see nothing up to them. Um, what Dabble has to do moving forth, and I'm going to get off this topic. We're going to talk about something else. This is the thing that Dabble got to do. Dabo Sweeney has got to make some uncomfortable. I don't have I said it before he got to make some uncomfortable decisions in the offseason. Very mm -hmm. uncomfortable decisions. Something and one of those decisions is going to be if you don't want to get rid of Tony Elliott, because players like Tony Elliott. Here's the crazy shit. A lot of I think if you get rid of Tony Elliott, you're gonna hurt your recruit even more for the optics. You feel me? But you better bring somebody else in there. You need to bring bring another set of eyes on the offensive side of the ball, right? Either your receiver coach, your running back coach, your uh, your offensive line coach. Somebody has to go. Somebody needs to needs to. If you don't want to fire them, encourage them to apply someplace else. Defensively. If Brent Venables want to leave, let him leave. Let him go. You have that's to your make strongest. Just, that's your strongest. Nah, that's the strongest part of the team, man. Okay, hear me. I'm glad. I'm glad we're here today. Let's let's go here today because I've been sitting on this take for about two years, but you can't say it out loud because Clemson fans want to go back at. Let's let's. You want to have this today? Let's, let's do it right you now. You want to have the talk today? You let, let's go. Let's let's <laughs> hot hot take of the weekend. Brent Venables want a coaching job. Let's get it. And I'm gonna tell you why. How many clips of games have you watched this year, P? Uh two. You watched two. What you watch? Georgia in this one, right? Yep. Okay. I'm in in, in their entirety. I've I've switched okay. back and forth and looked at it. But those two this games. Is yeah. this is, that's all I need you to do. We I'm gonna tell you when. The, the, when a Venables got exposed, LSU. That is when Brent Venables got exposed, LSU. Because you know what Brent Venables likes to do? He likes to send. If he got four linemen down, he's sending a backer. If he got three linemen down, he's sending both backers. He likes to send five. So get, you know what offensive lines are doing? They're tight in their damn splits. The center picking up the mic. They're, they're keeping a back in there. They're max protected. They're in the quarterback just sitting in there, either scrambling out or 
they're just sitting back in there and they say, I'm going to make this motherfucking throw. Either I'm going to make a throw across the middle of the field because guess what? When your backers come up, the safety and the safety has to come down to the middle of the field, right? All right, correct? Mm-hmm. If I'm sending two backers, the middle of the field is wide open. So therefore, because my outside backer, he's covering the wide receiver, right? My safety right. has yep. to come down. If the tight outside backers are usually rovers, so they there's usually a Justin Simmons uh, type of guys where they can yeah pretty much it's turn into the nickel, right? Or, or a tight end. Guess what? My tight end or my wide receiver is going to drag in the middle of the fucking field, sit there and catch the fucking ball. Guess what? The safety is just going to come up and make the fucking tackle. They're not playing the ball because it's so much depth. They're looking at everything, and by the time they see that, it's too late. Boom. First down. It's always there because Venables is always sending fucking bits. And if you're going to play like that, you have to have some really athletic guys in there. I'm not saying Clemson is supremely athletic guys, but it's 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 a little issue. Linebackers, our linebackers. You saw, you, you know what Kenny Pickett? What he did to, to, uh, uh, to extend drives? He scrambled. For first downs, right? Yeah. If they are playing fucking Georgia, if they are playing fucking South Carolina, as piss poor as South Carolina is, if Kenny Kenny Pickett is scrambling for a first down, they're taking their fucking head. He's taking his fucking head off because somebody's going to scrape across the top and make that motherfucking play and tackle yeah. his ass. I will say, Kenny Pickett looked like he went through some shit yesterday. So I, I think they was trying to body him. They underestimated how tough Kenny Pickett was. I mean, at this point, they're talking about Kenny Pickett might be the front man for the, the class Cap. of 2022. Cap. We, we're going to get to that. Cap. That's, that's not. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Look, so Kenny Pickett's not bad. I thought for say Kenny Pickett's going to be an NFL quarterback. Then the first couple of drives, I said, he can't handle pressure. He cannot handle pressure. He cannot you know handle what? pressure. I think it has less to do with how well Kenny Pickett's playing and more to do with how disappointing the rest of the class. Like, everybody else fell so far down that we got to find somebody. We just can't get – listen, the Heisman's going to go to the running backs this year. You got uh, B. John Robinson. You got Michigan State guy. Um, one of them two guys is going to win the Heisman. Um but they, they're looking for that quarterback. They're looking for that old thing that they can throw the Heisman. And, you know, Kenny Pickett's the hot man right now. Hey, let, let, yo, let me finish. And I'm we're going to get to the Heisman talk next. Because I, I got a Heisman for you. Um, If you look at Brent Venable's linebackers, you look, it's, listen, when the, when, when the Caucasians are coming up and saying, hey, man, need a little bit more color on that field. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Just be a little bit more. Speak- right, here, this is what they say. This is what they say. Hey, man, I, I think we got some, our linebackers are kind of slow. I think we need a little more speed on the field. You know, if you get what I'm saying. <sighs> you know, I, I, I get he's been here a while, but you know, be nice to have a little more athletic out there. You get what they're saying, right? Everybody's reading. <laughs> I, I'm, if, if you're reading what I'm saying, I get what they're saying. Everybody understand what they're saying. D line. Are they injuries? Yes. But we ain't getting pressure like that. Brent Venable's corners. Your son played corner and safety, right? That's right. We are giving motherfuckers cushion every play. Every single play, we're giving motherfuckers cushion. Every single play. All you got to go is do a little fucking a little, little fucking hitch, a little fucking curl, catch the ball, lay down. You're gonna, it's automatic yards because we're giving them space. We have a we have a top we have a first round corner and we will not let him get physical with anybody because we blitz and we just want to keep everything in front of us. Brent uh, Venables yeah. has been doing the same. Go ahead. I was gonna say no. I was gonna say you're you're absolutely right. If you have a corner who can get physical, but you're stuck playing zone, that's just the, that's you're trying to make up for where your team lacks at, and it might be the athletic ability of the linebackers. That's holding the team back. Because if you got linebackers dropping in zones, they got to expand out to contain. They got to expand. They got to contain. They can't do that. Then you want eyes looking back towards the play instead of looking at a man because 
maybe you know you lack that on the linebacker side. You need the extra eyes to help limit big plays and contain. So, uh, and you're playing, and your next two quarterbacks are going to be athletic quarterbacks who can get the fuck out of there. And you don't have athletic linebackers who are going to be able to fucking stop them. So, with that being said, if Brent Venables wants to leave because there's a playbook out on Brent Venables, he's been recruiting a certain type of way the last couple of years. If he wants to leave, let him leave. How do you how do you have how, how do you blitz a safety and you have a freshman linebacker on the best wide receiver of Pitt and get mad at the freshman? Listen, if he got recruited as a hybrid nickel athletic guy it was like oh we saw on film you can cover you know athletes in space so we want to you know try and use that target if he if nobody that's what he does was supposed that. to be doing then but nobody but it is in seriously who puts a freshman linebacker who freshman linebacker on the best wide receiver and blitz in the safety on fourth and five did they put him on there? Or did the offense uh, align for that matchup? He's on. Like you gotta think, if, if bro, if if I'm sitting, if I got my safety lined up on him, and I'm blitzing my damn safety in the in the back press to cover it up and get up on him, and they say it's a busted coverage. No motherfucker, he's the safety. He has no help over the top. So that means that freshman, if he gets out of position, that's a fucking touchdown. There's nobody back there. There's nobody mm-hmm. back there to stop it. At some point, Brent. At some point, Brent. You have to goddamn put people in the best position. Like everybody's, everybody's caught. Everybody's caught the fuck up. Uh, a prime example: Ohio State. Car Brent Venables up, correct? Yep. Notre Dame. Car Brent Venables up. Um, the only reason that Georgia didn't car Brent Venables up was Spotty. We were pretty his first game of the year. Um, I've seen numerous times. I remember two years ago, Jake Bentley cut Brent Venables up. Like, if you want to leave, let him leave. <laughs> if you want to leave, I, I, I look at I look at the the I look at the defensive coordinator Georgia, and I say, oh boy. That, that looks fun over there. I looked at Darian Kendrick, and I see him playing better at Georgia than he did at fucking Clemson. And I said to myself, okay, this is the biggest indictment of where we, we need to do something different. We need to get somebody different. We need to do somebody different. If you can save recruiting, if, now tell me if I'm wrong. You, you got your son to recruit. You can save a lot of recruitment if you got the right position coach. Correct. Correct. We, I don't think, I think our position coaches are reaching out to cats, but I don't think they bite the hook. I don't think we get we, like we're in cats top threes and top fives, but nobody tilting over. You got the right coordinator, they'll tilt over. They'll tilt over. Well, and I mean the, the right way, position the way, coach they'll tilt over. So the position coaches are identifying the, uh, they're identifying the talent, and then they have to get the defensive yep. coordinator to sign off on it if they want to extend the offer. So everything still got to run through Brent Venables at the end of the day. But, you know, some coaches give their their position coaches the flexibility to make the decision because they've communicated the type of players that they want. And, you know, so at the end of the day, uh, whatever's on the field for the defense is what Brent Venables wants. And if they're not athletic, that's what Brent Venables signed up for. I think a lot of it has to do with scheme. I think I know they went to, you know, they they try a lot of hybrid stuff. Um, and they try to get players that they can keep on the field instead of having a package player. So, you know, maybe this this is just a down year for the talent. Maybe they just, you know, they don't have the players to fit the scheme they're trying to run. Let's move on, man. There's Heisman winners. I, who do you have? You would have just to pick a name out of that being at right now. But the Heisman Road is just unclear right now. All right. So 
for me, my Heisman front runner right now is Bijan Robinson. I don't think there's a better running back. I don't think that there's a better running back in the country. I know a lot of people want to say the Michigan State kid. I'm trying to find his name. Um, I know they're trying their hardest to give it to quarterbacks. I don't necessarily think that's the case. Um, let me just go look at Bijan Robinson's stats these last couple of games. Okay, and, and, I, and the Michigan State running back's name is Kenneth Walker. So Bijan Robinson, Kenneth Walker are my guys. So those are my front runners for the Heisman right now. Uh, Bijan Robinson's been averaging maybe like two or three touchdowns a game the last three games, I believe. Uh, 12, this will be their last year. All right, so Texas didn't play yesterday, I believe. Texas was off, right? Yeah. Texas was off. So we got to go back to the Oklahoma game last week. Boom, all right. Bijan Robinson. Had 135 yards on 21 carries, two touchdowns against Oklahoma State. Also, he had a receiving touchdown, so three touchdowns. All right, boom, let's go back to the schedule. The week before that, I'm sorry, last week Last week was Oklahoma State. Last week was Oklahoma State, not Oklahoma. So that's what he did against Oklahoma State. Against Oklahoma B. John Robinson had 137 yards on 20 carries, one touchdown. And that was that was a wild game. I mean, and he had some highlight run plays in there that we thought were going to bury Oklahoma, but then Oklahoma figured out who Caleb Williams was, and that's how they won that game. So those are the last two games: 130 yards, touchdown. B. John Robinson. Let's talk about Kenneth Walker. And then I'll get you, I'll get who you want. Because those are my, realistically to me, I'm not giving a Heisman to any quarterbacks. If you're, if you're a quarterback this year, you don't deserve a Heisman. Um, if you look at all the Heisman watch lists and all the odds and everything, it's littered with quarterbacks' names. Uh, none of them deserve it. I don't think any of them should get it. So, Michigan State play yesterday. Uh, no, Michigan so. State was Michigan State was off as well yesterday because it's a big week this week coming up next week next Saturday. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. big games. Yeah, it's a lot of big games. All right, so Michigan State last week against Indiana, Kenneth Walker, eighty-four yards, twenty-three attempts. Okay, so not, maybe not the best, maybe not the best game for him in the Heisman consideration. The week before that. The week before that, Mr. Kenneth Walker had 223 yards rushing on 28 carries against Rutgers. Pretty big, pretty big game. The week before that, Michigan State played Western Kentucky. Kenneth Walker had 126 yards on 24 carries, five yards, five yards average. So maybe there's a maybe there's some other players out there as well. I thought the UCLA running back, Charbonnet, I thought he was going to be in the mix early on in the year. They beat LSU and he ran particularly well. Their running game has been abysmal, so he's out He's out for me. But if you if you ask me to pick a winner right now, I'm going to tell you B. John Robinson. That's the best running back in college football. He, For me personally, I think he's the best athlete in college football right now. But um, talk to me. Talk to me about who you got. We know it's not anybody on Clemson. We know no one in South Carolina and any of the football schools in South Carolina is in consideration. It hurts my soul, but uh, yeah, talk to me. Who, who are we looking at? All right. If Jordan keep going to do it, it will be Jordan Davis. Will be our first defensive player in a long time. If Jordan keeps this up, if, if uh, Georgia keeps this up, uh-huh. if Bama makes it to the playoffs, it would be Bryce Young. That's number two, because it's going to be – there's no clear-cut Heisman winner. It's just, like, 
damn, who the fuck we gonna give it to? You remember that RG3 year? It was just kind of like, eh. Oh, that Trent the Richardson year. I think Trent Richardson went high. I, think, I don't know who won it that year, but Did this it, one of years was like, eh, hey. Both of them had Heisman moments. You remember RG3's game? Uh, and yeah. then Trent Richardson had a dead leg. And then once he did that, that's when that's how he won his Heisman. Um, okay. We haven't had a Heisman moment this year. I have two sleeper picks. If Malik is going to be no, November 6th, Liberty versus Ole Miss. I, Matt at Alabama's out the way. Matt Carell can take this fucking Heisman, but he got to light shit up and he got to finish. I don't see Kenny Pickett winning it regardless. I know the ACC want, needs the Heisman Trophy winner. I don't see it because I don't, because he has to run into North Carolina. He has to run into Miami. He has, you know, if they make it to the chance, they got to be weak. So it's, that's not going to be easy for him to do, in my personal opinion. Um, Matt, November 11th, it's either going to be Malik Willis or Matt Carell. One of those two are a sleeper high. One of the two niggas is going to New York. I'm going to New York. Don't know which one, but one of them going to New York. I think that's the that's the sleeper game because that's the game where you can look back and say, okay, Matt Carell is in this, he's in this, he's in this. You know, he, he he's in the SEC. He got a fun coach. And to me, I think Ole Miss is going to win the Arch Madness Week States. That's hot I take number two. I don't know. Ooh, that's, hot. That's, that's piping hot. Ole Miss is going to win the Arch Madness Week States. It makes the most sense. You could go to Alabama. Uh, but you got to ask yourself, you gotta go to does Nick Saban want to get his bit? I don't, th- I don't think Georgia Georgia's in the top four. Let's check. I, I think Georgia's there. I don't think Georgia's in the top four, man. I don't I could be wrong. I I can see him going to Ole Miss. Because you have the offensive minded head coach. He's gonna do everything he can to put your best position to win. You're gonna bring skill positions in there. I don't think Nick Saban. I think Nick Saban wants Arch Manning, but I don't. But you know, once you you get in bed with Mannings, it's going to be different because you all the Mannings is going to call shots up in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Alabama not like you're going to have you. You're going to bring attention, right? Um, that's just me as far as the Heisman. Um, let's move. Let's move to this because we know we got to move forward. Um. As far as top quarterbacks, who do you think is going to be the guy? To, to, who, 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 who are your top three to get drafted this year? Quarterbacks. I, I know the quarterback training just went to shit this year, but who are your top three? My top three quarterbacks this year. You mentioned you mentioned the top one right now, Matt. To get or, drafted. Oh, I'm sorry, Kate. Got you, got you. To get drafted. All right. Sam Howell will probably be number one right now. Yes. Sam Howell will probably be number one. Uh, we're just going top three. We're not saying these are first rounders. Um, no, no, no. Just, just top three. This is the first three quarterbacks. The first three quarterbacks to go. Sam no Howell. Order. Hmm. No order. Okay. No, no. Okay. Cool. I was trying to, I was trying to, trying to put them, put them up in order here. Um, Matt Coral is draft eligible, eligible this year. Um, I don't know if he decides that he wants to go, but if let's just assume that all draft eligible quarterbacks are going to go. So I got Sam Howell, yes. Matt Coral. You think you think anyone's going to jump out the window on Malik Willis? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes, so yes, that's, yes, my, yes. that's my three. That's my three. Then Sam so Howell. My three is, those are my three as well. I think Malik Willis just needs a strong. He 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 got to he he got to make somebody bleed. Like the Ole Miss game, if he could just throw like thirty five on Ole Miss and have a good bowl season, it's it's. He's the next one. 
let me throw in my honorable mention. My honorable mention is uh, okay. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. If if I had to swap one out for another and I had to replace him, then Desmond Ritter would be there. But those are my top four. Um, like I said, this year, most quarterbacks have hurt themselves, obviously. Spencer Rattler, De'Aaron King, um, Keaton Slovis, all draft eligible. What's the, the Iowa State quarterback uh, was was – on even odds as far as you know top quarterbacks uh hurt it hurt his stock um and and again we want to blame the nil but i don't know man maybe it's the nil maybe it's just maybe it's just uh i i got one for you i got one for you maybe it's just the six-year seniors yes Maybe it's just cats that came back another year on key positions like quarterback and O-line and wide receiver and that play so many games, they just shaking the table up for everybody. That, yeah, the same. And the trend, the you know, transfer portal. Transfer portals. And, you know, I know I ain't going to the league because of COVID and I'm Coming back and then boom. I, that's what I think is personally. All right. So, man, I wasn't getting to this NFL, but I might save it for another day. Um, I think it'll be best after we have a better assessment. We come back like Wednesday or Thursday and give honest honest feedback, but I want to get to these picks. We're going to get up out of here, okay? So, big weekend. Hold on, my, my bad. I forgot Black QB of the Week. Um, Black QB of the Week for me is Malik Cunningham from Louisville. He had five touchdowns, two in the air, three on the ground. Do you have a Black QB of the Week, sir? Um, It was Malik Cunningham, but now since you take Malik Cunningham, I am going to go and you know what? I want to give some big ups to a quarterback. He might not be everybody's black quarterback of the week, but he's my black quarterback of the week. Uh, Oregon quarterback, Anthony Brown, uh, holding it down, holding it down for the Pac-12, making us respectable out here on the West Coast. Um, like I said, his performance might not have wowed everyone, but I just appreciate him for winning, having a top 10 team. Uh doing his thing. I think his stats yesterday, he was almost 300 yards, 29 to 39, 296 yards, no touchdowns. Um, but, you know, he, he, he ran for 85 yards, had a touchdown there. Um, you know, I just appreciate him being at a high profile program, making Mario Cristobal look good. Anthony Brown, my black quarterback of the week. All right, man. Let's so let's get to these picks. We'll spin the block on the NFL um, after we gather enough data because I want to get into some mid-year stuff in the NFL, man. I know we'll, you know, I don't want to be here another hour. So, boom. Really, really big week in college football this week. This is how you know the real, the real will be exposed. Depend on what you do this week will determine your playoff standings. Okay. So let's get it cracking. Michigan versus Michigan State. Give me Michigan State. Okay, okay, okay. So you're going black quarterback. You go maybe black coach. Oh, black, black coach, coach, black quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, black coach, black coach. My my Heisman sleeper for for uh, at running back. Uh, give me Michigan. State. I'm I'm not a believer. In Michigan, still, even though they they beat Northwestern, and Northwestern is not a bad team, but they're also not good. Um, I'm not a Michigan believer. Mm. This is gonna be this is this should be this should honestly be a seven o'clock game. This should not be a noon game. This should be a seven o'clock, seven thirty. It's a lot of heat. Game. It's a lot of heat next Saturday, so. <laughs> Um, wow. 
I jumped out the window in Michigan, did I? I jumped out the window in Michigan. You know what? Like, I'm going Michigan State also. I'm going black on. I'm going Mel. Going Mel I'm going Mel. Okay. All right. Washington State versus Arizona State. This is this is not a hard pick. It should be ASU. Uh, I think uh, Washington State lost their head coach last week because they didn't want to get the COVID shot. So fucking give me ASU. Okay, give me Washington State. Uh, I don't believe in Arizona teams, so I'm going on Washington State. That's crazy. You lost a job because he didn't want to get the vaccine. That's wild. I'm going Washington State. Florida versus Georgia. Georgia is my national championship team. I was told today that they owe you my I said, oh, I said Georgia's gonna beat all you brazy. They this stick they're hitting anything moving over there. Um Georgia versus Florida. Talk to me. Um I got Georgia winning, but I heard just to dive into this. We're, I'm hearing some talk that if Georgia beats Alabama in an SEC championship, Alabama would be out of the playoff consideration. Well, I Alabama, think, Alabama might not make the SEC. Oh, we were wanted. Alabama might not make the SEC championship. Alabama is going to make the SEC championship versus Georgia. It's going to be Georgia, Alabama. Both of those How? teams will also be in How? the playoffs. Both of those teams will also be in the playoffs. How, make the how are they going to? How is Alabama going to make the SEC championship? If they went Texas out, Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Okay, Texas A&M play South Carolina yesterday. Talk to me when they play an actual real team next week. Um, and right now, A&M is ranked where? As far as AM 17, AM has to lose four two games. AM has to lose two games. All right, let's, take a, let's take a look at their schedule. Um, they got Auburn on November 6th. They got a bye next week. They got oh, Auburn, they got Ole Miss, never mind, never mind, and never they mind. got LSU. So, yeah, Texas AM losing at least two games. The rest of the way. Hold on. Never mind. They already got two SCLs. It's over. You're right. You're right. right. They, Mississippi State beat. Yeah, they lost the. They lost the uh, Mississippi State and they lost to the Arkansas. Alabama. Alabama's going to make. Okay, so it's going to be Alabama and Georgia. I. So, no matter the outcome of that SEC championship game, both of those teams will be in the playoffs as long as none of them lose. And looking at the schedule, this is the last game Georgia realistically could lose, right, against Florida? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. I got, I got Georgia. Georgia if my, yeah, I got Georgia if it wasn't clear. But, yeah, I just wanted to dive into that combo. I, I thought Georgia was going to lose to Florida. But the more and more I see Georgia, the more and more they just they – just, they, they have it. They, they have the juice. They have the juice. They have the glow this season. Their defense is playing at a very, very high level. They're recruiting at a very, very high clip. They're just doing – they just have that mystical swag glow right now. And I don't see nobody beating Georgia this year. This is the year Georgia will win a national championship. And I got them beating Florida. Convincingly. Convincingly, yeah. And I'm gonna go out on a limb um, and say this. I did I did, did the research. Um Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart was at Arch Manning's game on Friday. Kirby Smart was there in attendance mm-hmm. on the sideline. So Georgia's still realistic. If Georgia wins the national championship this year, you could see the power shift from Alabama over to Georgia for the next several years. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is correct. 
That is correct. Um, are you with your? I got Ohio with your man's. Who are we looking at? Are you standing with your man's? Are you leaving Which game is in, this? In, in, in the clutch? Penn versus Ohio State. Are nah, you with your man's man. or not? That that ship sell, man. I think uh let me see, let me see, let me see what we had as far as stats go for that game yesterday, man. Cause obviously Penn State took that L yesterday. They was in a nine overtime game. They lost to Illinois. Let me see who my so you don't have Jane Franklin finally getting marked in. Nah, Ohio State's rolling right now. I I thought that it would be a different game had Penn State not dropped to Iowa, had the quarterback play not gotten shaky. Um, yeah, I'm not sticking with my man. He's still a hell of a coach, though. He's still one of the top coaches, uh, still one of the top recruiters. They have, they have a really strong class coming in uh, for 2022, but um, I got I to roll with Ohio State. I'm not sticking. I'm not sticking with my man's in them. I'm going Baylor. I thought I was gonna go for Texas a couple weeks ago. They lied to me. Baylor's gonna be home. What time the game's gonna be? The game be. Let's see. We got Baylor. It's at it's at noon. It's at noon. Noon game. Freaky things happen at noon. At home, I'm going Baylor. In this case, I am sticking with my man's. Give me Texas. Okay. Ole Miss versus Auburn. Mm. Auburn has Auburn has 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 has. You know, you don't know which Auburn team is going to show up. I'm going with Ole Miss, man. Uh, whenever I have Ole Miss, I always. Hey, even better. Give me Ole Miss. Seven o'clock game. I'm going with Matt Corral. Ole Miss as well. Going with Matt Corral. Um, I believe in Matt Corral. That's why I made the pick. No- Notre Dame UND. I thought this game was going to have a little more hype. Um, again, letting y'all into my personal life. My son is scheduled for a visit for this game. Uh, next Saturday. Unfortunately, he got injured, broke his foot up, got some slight ligament tears in his foot. Doesn't require surgery, but he's in a cast. We will not be traveling to this game, but I got Notre Dame. You know what? I'm going to go UNC. Mm. Go UNC. They Mac fresh off a bye, fresh off. His program needs a dub. Program needs a dub. Program needs a jolt in the arm, right? You lose if you really trying to if if you can really flip it if you beat Notre Dame. So I think Matt Mac Brown is going to win this game. Uh, they're going to Notre Dame. Sam Howell just needs a game like this. So I'm going with North Carolina. Uh, Kentucky versus Mississippi State. Kentucky, Mississippi State. Give me Kentucky. Hey, man, you know, I'm so risky today, man. Give me Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State, home, 7 o'clock game. State. Um, Alabama State versus Alabama a and I'm going with my man, man. Alabama a and Both of them got the same. To me. Give me state, man. Give me state. Alabama AM. I don't trust them to stop nothing. They can't even listen. I when you don't have a defense, I don't have no trust in you. Give me Alabama State. Okay. All right. Last one. South Carolina State versus North Carolina. I am in South Carolina. 
I everybody knows somebody that's a bulldog. I'm going with Buddy Pugh and the South Carolina. Um, South Carolina State still holds a reputation for being uh, one of the strongest FCS HBUs, right? I can't ignore that. As much as I want to get ahead of you in the Pigeons, I got to go South Carolina State. I mean, maybe Central does something. Nah, give me SC State. Okay. All right, man. So those are our picks. Um, we're gonna we're gonna come back maybe midweek, man. Get into the NFL bag. I didn't think I was gonna be venting this much on college. I would not be venting this much on college no more. I will not be discussing Clemson no more into the South Carolina game. Um, appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Appreciate y'all for listening to us. Man, uh, appreciate keep subscribing. We on Spotify. We on Apple Music. Peace.